on the studios of WFPK in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome to the Weekly Feed. Not only will this be a celebration of the week's biggest new songs, but it's also a celebration of the show, as this week marks our fifth year on the air. Fifth year. Five years of new music, in-depth interviews, and lots and lots of unforgettable moments, which... The moment I, I can't think of any to reminisce about but just the same uh, we'll do what we do and debut the latest from Coldplay M83 Joseph Arthur Licky Lee and Sharon Van Etten it's also going to be a Louisville explosion because not only do we have new My Morning Jackets but we've also got a side project from uh, drummer Patrick Hallahan as well as Wax Fang as my guest so strap in tight it's going to be an exciting one and we'll get it going with Janelle Monet. she's taking a cue from Pharrell and delivering a pop knockout for a kids movie You can find What Is Love on the Rio 2 soundtrack and hear it right now on the Weekly Feed.
didn't expect that, did you? Charlie XCX doing the Robert Palmer classic Simply Irresistible on the weekly feed. It exists because the E-Network, for their red carpet coverage, asked a handful of artists to cover the 80s classic because, you know, because you've got to stand out somehow, and, and why not? Now, if you can remember all the way back to last week... Coldplay surprised us with a chilly first listen to an unannounced album. Now, much has come to light in the last few days. We now know that the next record will be called Ghost Stories, and we even have the first single. This is Magic, Coldplay, on the weekly feed. Call it magic. Call it true. Call it magic. I'm with you And I just got broken Broken into two Still I call it Nobody else but you 
family feed. Franz Ferdinand with the song Erbdermund. No, those words aren't taken from the John Travolta rename game, but rather the band's German B-side, which you can find as the flip to Fresh Strawberries. And M83 before that, you can find this one on the soundtrack to Divergent, the latest young adult sci-fi flick to be adapted. They're pulling no punches on the soundtrack's lineup, which also includes Tame Impala, Kendrick Lamar, and ASAP Rocky. We travel to Louisville in the next set with new music from My Morning Jacket, Spanish Gold, and an interview with Wax Fang. It's all coming up next. The Weekly Feed. Hey, this is Cole from The Blacklist. 
and you're listening to the Weekly Feed with Kyle Meredith. A tribute to the late Jason Molina, the power behind Songs Ohio and Magnolia Electric Company, set to come out April 22nd, and features the Black Swans, Joan Shelley, Brother Stephen, and My Morning Jackets. In fact, it's their version of Farewell Transmission that kicks off our mini set of Louisville bands right here on the Weekly Feed. The whole place is dark
Another Louisville band, that's Wax Fang with The Astronaut Part 3 on the weekly feed. That cut is the closing piece to their space rock opera called The Astronaut. And after a year that also saw them soundtrack and be cartoonized in the Fox show American Dad, I sat down with the duo in an interview you can see in full at theweeklyfeed.org. The, the weekly, weekly feed. feed. So this is a this is awesome. You guys have kind of done. I mean, it's I guess it's the biggest thing in your career uh, so far with, with the astronaut. This new rock opera, space rock, prog opera. I mean, what are you calling it? What are you calling it? Uh, we're calling it a space rock opera. Yeah, not so much like Thirty Rock, which would be the opera. Correct. Yeah, you can do that. Give me the setup here. How did this start? Uh, let, let's get the story behind the astronaut before we launch into it. So, wh- where does this have its beginnings? Because I, he- I know this. I- I've heard this goes kind of far back. It does. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, I was going to say you're going to take it all the way. We're taking it all the way take back. Take it all the way back. Back. Time you, traveling. You want to take it back? You want yeah, to take, take it back? Okay. Well, Jacob and I used to, um, and our friends would um, back in the day get together and and make music together and we would record it all on cassette tapes and we'd burn through a 45 minute side of a tape and then take a break and then come back in and do the other side and on one afternoon we're in my sister's bedroom at my parents old house in Hikes Point the house I grew up in and uh, we recorded a bunch of music and uh, I dug this tape up several years later and came across what what would become the opening riff to the astronaut part one and uh, on that tape, it was originally called "The Acrobat Captured in Flight." Okay. Don't know. Don't know what was going on there, but uh, so the acrobat drugs. Yeah. Drugs and <laughs> ask the astronaut could it's some form of acrobatics. Sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, so it makes yeah. sense. And then the and uh, so then we were playing around with it, and uh, it became this sprawling 17-minute. Right. song and uh and we changed the name from the acrobat to the astronaut to make it about space yeah because who doesn't like space right i've noticed scott especially in you your vocals have changed quite a lot from like the last full-length record with, with la la land uh to now had you been working on that any because i can hear changes and you can even hear it in part one versus part three too like you're doing something different with your voice um you know i wish i could say yes i'd I'd spend a lot of time working on it but the fact of the matter is i don't really work on it very much at all um what you're probably hearing is the span of you know two years between the time astronaut part one was recorded and part two that and you know different signal chains mm-hmm. being used in the recording process and uh, you know a little bit of age. And I think happening. also I think even just contextually with the music that you're just it was sort of reacting to you know this is this is the part of the story this is the the feeling of the music at this point and and this vocal styling kind of fits a little more. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't ever really consciously talked about like no. try and sing differently. Right. You know. You were just feeling it. Weekly, Weekly feed. feed. Weekly feed. Wax Fang, a clip from an interview that you can see in full in our video feed at theweeklyfeed.org. Here's a one-off single they released mid-last year. This is The Blonde Leading the Blonde on the Weekly Feed.
I've got something here that may help make up your mind.
When Lou Reed passed away last year, there was some amazing tributes paid and obituaries written. One of those came from his close friend Joseph Arthur, who decided to take it a step further with an album of nothing but Reed interpretations. Walk on the Wild Side is the first listen to Lou, which arrives in full on May 13th. Also in there, completing our mini Louisville set with Spanish Gold. It's a new project that features My Morning Jacket's Patrick Hallahan on the drums, along with members of Grupo Fantasma and Hacienda. Still more to come, including music news and new Licky Lee in Sharon Van Etten. Time for that weekly roundup of headlines. Music. Music news. News. Pearl Jam. You know, the Pearl Jam. Yes. So the the CFO, former CFO of their management company, his name's Ricky Charles Goodrich. I'm not sure if he ever (gasps) played keys on that. Please tell me he actually goes by Ricky Charles. You gotta hope. (laughs) Ricky Charles. He embezzled over a four-year period that he was the CFO of their management company $380,000. That's it. That's what I thought. That's it. That's a small number to embezzle from Pearl Jam. You would think so. I mean, I imagine that uh, Eddie Vedder spends that much on wine every year alone just to drink at shows. And that stuff to keep his curls all bouncy. So yeah, $380,000. A band that makes, I'm assuming, millions of dollars a year. You know, that is, that is, what do you, what percentage of um, potential forfeited Ticketmaster fees is $380,000? Have you just gone ahead and paid, basically, you've like metaphorically paid Ticketmaster anyway, Eddie Vedder? Music news. Uh, you know, I've always been a fan of John Darnielle because his songs as the Mountain Goats are incredibly intense literary affairs. When you listen to a song, it feels like you're reading a novel. It feels like you're uh, hearing character development happen on a page, except there's music to it. Moby Boys and MFA programs tend to like them. He's written a novel. He has crossed genres. It's true. It's called Wolf in White Van. Okay. Because why not? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I did a little reading about the, the actual story, and I guess it has to do with a guy, and this sounds like a Mountain Goat song, a guy in the future who was horribly disfigured in an accident who sits at home all day and creates a role-playing game that you can only play by mail that he uh, plays with people from all over the world and takes them on crazy, insane adventures, and I don't know what exactly happens. That's as far as... Is he the Yellow Gang? (laughs) Music Music news. news. Last but certainly not least... Uh, some news about Game of Thrones. They do lots of music stuff. I mean, they had the Hold Steady and the National, both write songs. 
of Westeros. I didn't want to think about this in such a cynical way and think about them doing that just just to appeal to trust fund hipsters in Williamsburg. But with the news that we have now, I kind of think that's all it is. Because in addition to doing that indie rock stuff, what they're doing now is releasing a 10-track hip-hop mixtape. Featuring? Common, Wale, and Big Boy right at the top. Here's here's my take on this, Sean. I don't believe this is cynical at all. I don't believe that this is manufactured. I believe that like um, Big Boy was like a huge Game of Thrones fan. A, who isn't a huge Game of Thrones fan? Right. B, it's a chicken and egg situation. They're like, oh, yeah, we should do a compilation sort of thing. And they're like, we'll find out who's really into the show. And what they find out is all these hip hop stars are like, oh, or, you know, and like up, cool up and coming rappers and stuff being like, I am a huge fan of Westeros. Winter's coming, y'all. The weekly feed. Licky Lee tells us that her new record, I Never Learn, is made up of power ballads. This first single is definitely a ballad, but you'll find the power in the bare bones lyrics. Love me like I'm not made of stone on the weekly feed. There's a hole There's a Like a love. 
Aaron Van Etten closing out this week's episode. Taking Chances is the opening single to LP3, Are We There?, which arrives on May 27th. She's found herself in a groove on this outing, and from all the buzz, perfectly set to make a pretty large impact. Okay, uh, that's an official wrap for this week. Again, I am completely grateful for those of you who have been with us these five years and completely excited for the next five. If you'd like to get us a birthday present, just spend some time on theweeklyfeed.org. You can hear all of our episodes, watch lots of interviews, dive into music news, and help our analytics. Our video feed series plays weekly on Salon.com, this week featuring Wax Fang. The weekly feed is distributed by Louisville Public Media and WFPK Radio Louisville. Stacey Owen is the executive director, Brad Yost edits. Chris Witzke directs films and edits our video feed. Sean Cannon and Aaron Keen make up our music news team. Charles Spivey warns about biting the hand that feeds the face you painted on your hand. And we get extra assistance from WFBK's Laura Shine. I'm your host. You can find me at Twitter and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And we'll see you same time next week with The Hold Steady as my guest. Till then, be good. <laughs> <laughs>